Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Stay little chico, pit boom, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC, let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire! Now, Babo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits... Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one two three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome, everybody, to what what is happening here. We are doing it on our main set. Yes, this, this, this is the Pro Wrestling Sheet Raw Recap. I'm your host, John Roca. We are on the road to WrestleMania. The CEO of Pro Wrestling Sheet, Ryan Satin, you thought you'd upgrade the studio for us as we go into WrestleMania, and boy, I'm enjoying it. I, you know, I, I did it. The other day, I came in here with Norman while you were gone, Yeah, and I was stressing that. It was actually by, by not even by choice. It was, they were like, we need we got another more important interview going on go to studio a and i was like yeah cool no worries and then i came in here and i was like you know what 
I kind of like having like the logo yeah. behind us Absolutely. more than I like having like uh, like all the Collider Live things that has nothing to do with wrestling behind me. So I figure <laughs> if we can, let's do it in here. So I think I'm gonna try and do it in here more for uh, for the YouTube audience welcome back man thank you man how was your trip a lot of fun a lot of fun great to be out there in uh, britain and london there were some uh, pro wrestling sheet fans awesome who were at the show who oh, talked cool. to me about wrestling which was a lot of fun so i enjoy i enjoy that this thing is worldwide and people will talk to me wherever about it so i it was so mind-blowing to have that experience there talking about pro wrestling sheet on because also uh they're coming right the uh, uk is starting to become with, with NXT, nxt uk, UK. it's up and coming this scene in the uk so so, the UK scene is hot, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, exactly. no, but wrestling's popular in the UK. Exactly. So people are, it's on the tip of everyone's tongue when they're talking about it, who know about it. So it was fun to have a little back and forth. So great time. <laughs> you definitely posted so many tourist pictures. <laughs> Not like in a bad way. I, I do the same thing when I'm on vacation. But he was making me so jealous from inside at my desk, just sitting inside, looking at all these like fun touristy uh, uh, pictures. I even liked so many hashtag London photos <laughs> that asked me if I wanted to start following the hashtag London. Oh. And I was like, no, I'm just Liking all of Roka's <laughs> touristy pictures, the, the the worst one was the Harry Potter one. Though, oh my god, that one was look, the only one where I shook my head like, yeah. you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, one. my girlfriend rolled her eyes at that <laughs> one, but I was like, fuck it. I mean, I was being a young kid, having a little fun. You know, I, I, I worked at Universal Studios there for a year and a half as a wand keeper, so it was reliving that. Uh, <laughs> and to be fair, the girls who were running that told me to jump up like that, so I did. Little did I know. Look, God love my girlfriend who deals with me acting the fool sometimes. So. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. I, went to Disneyland the other day and I took a bunch of student pictures so yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you don't yeah, worry that's how we do well, uh, it's good to be reunited uh, and speaking of uh, reuniting that was the basis of Raw last night with the Shield being reunited here we good had, segue well, thank you we had Roman Reigns come out talk about all the stuff you know coming back how it feels where you know like what he wants to do next he says one man's in his way and that's Seth Rollins Seth Rollins comes out they have a great back and forth Rollins he, uh, Reigns says I want one more thing he's like anything you want brother you know i got you back anything you always said i want to put the band back together one more time it was a moving moment but it was also a bit like dark because he's like before <laughs> we before we can't do this anymore before i die i want to put the shield back yeah, together i'm like he, he didn't dude. say he didn't quite say before i die he was close but, but that was 100 percent the connotation yeah. there when he said like before we can't do this again that's what it was yeah, yeah. yeah. and and uh <laughs> my girlfriend said the same thing we were watching yeah. together and she's like that was dark yeah. when he said that she was like is he implying like he needs to get the shield back together before he dies right, you know right. well yeah dark and i'll be honest with you my whole thing was this is that like the band wasn't apart for that long yeah right exactly you yeah. know like at least it, i guess like it's no different than a movie where mm -hmm. two people split up but and it's like you know a week later they realize they need to come back together or whatever because time and right. <laughs> there's only so much movie time you know yeah. but in a television show I feel like they stretch that out more I don't think that like they force something that quickly back together although I mean shows do you know have turned a character and the fans hated it, yeah. so they switched it back. You know, yeah. like that's happened because of fans being mad. Remember and stuff. Lost when those two people showed up in the third season, the that, Brazilian I, guy I, uh, and the girl, Claudio, and wasn't it yeah. Claudio and something? I forget the girl's name. And then they buried them alive as soon as the fans turned on them after the mid-season break because they were like, "Nope, we don't want them here anymore. Get them out." So they buried them alive for whatever <laughs> reason. Oh no, Paolo and Nikki. Paolo, Paolo and Nikki. Nikki. That Paolo was it. And Nikki. That's I right. was driving me crazy. Yeah, yeah, I love Lost. So that was that is yeah. kind of what I was thinking. 
thinking of yeah. like when they just introduced one of the random people from the Lost crew, you yeah. know, like, like the people who are the extras, and you're like, wait, what? You know, so I've been here the whole time. What are you talking like, about? So I guess it is akin to that of just like, okay, you didn't like it, whatever. Like, yeah. okay, Roman's coming back. We were really only doing that because we didn't know how long Roman was going to be gone. Right, right. That's the vibe I'm getting. But I just wish it was explained better because it's like. And I guess I also understand the, like, Roman's forgiving now. Yeah. Roman, like, you know, had a traumatic experience, and he's he's more willing to just say it's cool to yeah. the guy who mocked his cancer. Yeah. But, but, but Dean mocked his cancer. Yeah, like, Dean did. I just wish there was, like, a... At least you didn't make Roman look so dumb right. by, by being like, hey, bro, I, I know you mocked my cancer, but, like... You're my boy. Like, even that. Yeah. He mocked his cancer. It was like a really big thing in the wrestling community. They were clearly doing it to set up for something between Roman and Dean down the line when he came back. Roman is back. My hope, uh, my hope of hopes is that Dean is one step ahead of them both. And that the reason, and we'll get to it or mm-hmm. whatever, but I'm hoping that this all leads to Roman versus Dean at WrestleMania. Uh, I, my hope is that Roman turns on both of them. Oh, God, that'd be great. It'll not, no it way. It would never happen, but that's my hope. That'd be great. Because he's over now with the fans because of his real-life leukemia stuff. And, of course, some people, like, last week, I was in London, and they got, like, seeing people's anger at the leukemia thing, saying that he didn't. I mean, the Leukemia Society had to come out on Twitter and explain to people how he could recover and be able to come back and wrestle. That was mind-blowing to me, the people questioning him and trying to accuse him of using the disease in a negative way. I'm like, you guys are devilish to think that absolutely we yeah and we covered that no, more sure. we, I, we talked about how terrible those people were yeah. we were i was also very angry about that and um for those of you who if you're one of those assholes <laughs> um roman did do a chronicle episode yes, last he did. night on wwe network where it was very much just him sitting there in a ring talking about everything he went through. Mm -hmm. He explained what kind of leukemia he has. He explained what kind of treatment he's gone through, the way he felt. Um, So if you were one of those dicks who was talking about how he faked it or it was all done to get sympathy for Roman when he came back, go watch it or go check out the write-up on the site, ProWrestlingSheet.com. Got all the info. You're going to feel like a total asshole that you are. Yeah, there you go. Um, But yes. um, And then, you know, Dean comes out. We don't know if they're going to put it back together. Rollins at first said, no, I didn't like that he mocked your cancer. Well, Dean didn't come out in the beginning, did no, he? Not in the beginning. No, I'm saying yeah. Dean eventually does come out, but like bef- not before Rollins says exactly what you were saying. It's like, I, I don't want him come. I don't want to put it back together because he made fun of your cancer. I can't did he say the cancer? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought he, he didn't mention the thing. cancer thing. Mm. I thought he didn't mention the mocking of the I, cancer. I didn't appreciate that, bro. I didn't appreciate blah, blah, blah. And then eventually Dean comes out because Reigns convinces Rollins to let it happen. We hear Dean's music. He starts coming out. Everyone gets excited, and then he's hit in the, hit in the back of the head by Elias. Ah, uh, uh, yes. And then they yes. run up the ramp and, and deal with him, and they go to break. So, But wait, real fast. Is, Roman yeah. didn't mention any of the cancer stuff, no, right? No, he didn't. No, no. And he didn't say, like, it's cool when he didn't I, say I didn't miss it was that, cool. right? He was just saying, like, you know, we're brothers. I wanted to do it one more time, blah, blah, blah. But he okay. I, I yeah. must have missed Seth mentioning the mocking the cancer thing. Okay, my bad. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really. I think my problem is, and maybe that's probably why I zoned out during that part. Yeah, is I really don't like any of this Shield reunion stuff. I agree. Like we we've seen them mess it up and put it back together and break it up, put it back together clumsily over the last year. And I don't know to be honest with you, Ryan. Over overall. I don't know if the shield ever really 100% worked. I thought there was a good faction, but I never knew, I never felt that they 100% were over and 100% worked. 
until Rollins turned on them. Then, all of a sudden, this was interesting. But up until that point, it felt like, oh, we've seen this before. DX, NWO, Horsemen. Like, it was anything new. See, I disagree in terms of the fact okay. that, like, they weren't over or something like that. You said, you mentioned that. I think they are very over. And I, I, I feel like None of the S.H.I.E.L.D. reunions have really been over, That's though. That's absolutely 100% we agree on. Yeah. yeah, I don't think the S.H.I.E.L.D. reunions have, have really blown anyone away mm-hmm. because they've all felt forced. They've all felt really forced. And, and this is another one where it's like WrestleMania should be the focus right now. Right. And I understand they have to sell Fastlane. Yes. But everything being done at Fastlane should be to get to – to, should be to advance the stories to WrestleMania. Yeah. And I don't understand how the shield reforming out of nowhere, just because Roman Reigns came back mm-hmm. really gets us anywhere to an interesting point at WrestleMania, unless it involves Dean turning or whatever, but like mm-hmm. what we're going to get, we're likely going to get like Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns. Well, I think the rumors are the threesome Baron Corbin, uh, uh, Dean, uh, uh I'm sorry, uh, Baron Corbin, uh, and, uh, and, uh, uh Bobby Lashley and what's his face McIntyre all against the shield. And no, that's a fast lane. Yeah, that's a fast lane, but they, they, I'm talking about at WrestleMania. Right, right. But the rumors are they going to spread that out into WrestleMania and have that be a rematch of whatever's well, going to happen here. Fast Seth is that against Seth's Brown. already fighting. Well, Seth's already fighting. It's right, impossible. Right. Well, then who would Dean, Dean would fight Elias at WrestleMania? That's why I'm like wondering that. That's why I hope. And then Roman, this is just done. That's why I'm hoping Actually, that this is just to get to Roman versus Dean at WrestleMania, because to me, yeah. Roman versus Baron Corbin sounds Oh, awful, horrible, awful way to use them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, to me, it seems like Braun Strowman is now going to be involved in whatever this SNL thing is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't understand this advance. Like whatever this is, it does not advance anything towards Brock versus Seth, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Like that, that seems pretty clear. Yeah. So I really, I don't know. I guess it's such like a deviation from what their focus should be on, right? That it like. It like it's like hard it's like hard for me to get into in any way, shape, or form. So for that the fact that this was like a running theme throughout the show yeah. was it frustrating me because like I feel like a shield reunion is something that you do down the line when you're like, what do we got? Like what, yeah. what can we do? Yeah. What can we do to spice things up? And it may but they actually may just be at that point. But like Roman coming back doesn't need extra spice sitting up. Yeah, true. It's true. Roman Reigns coming back from freaking cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you really need to spice that up and make that more interesting? Like, no, it's like a it's like a natural thing. Like, dude, people are finally cheering Roman Reigns for once. Mm-hmm. But they, it may have, they may also be doing this, uh, Ryan, because he is coming back from cancer. So him carrying an entire match by himself maybe is not like in the best interest of everybody involved. So, of course, they're real friends, Rollins, and Ambrose. only gone four months. Yeah, but, like, you don't know. I don't know how that affects the well, chemotherapy Well, so and in the he thing he basically, so. he talked about it in yeah. that special. Yeah. Um, you, didn't, you didn't watch it, right? No, no, no. no. I, I saw the uh, ba- stuff online for it. He basically says that he was unable to, he, he's taking, um, he's taking oral chemotherapy pills. Right. Um, and that afterwards, he, he couldn't move. He yeah. said he was, like, just, couch ridden he was just said he couldn't really do anything he felt weak he couldn't really get up and stuff um but finally like he once he was able to get his feet underneath him again he was able to start working out and 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 get into it and now he was like 
He's like, I feel 100%. He was like, I feel 100% right now. He yeah. was like, I don't feel any worse or sweet, weak or slow or anything right, like right. that. They were showing him at the performance center taking bumps like a champ. Yeah. Like, I, he was only gone four months. And I yes, I know, I know that he got weak during that time, but he was only gone four months. Yeah, but maybe it's just to keep, make sure anything, if anything happens. Do you know what I'm saying? So you guide him into this situation, see how he performs, and then at WrestleMania, you give him a solo match and what have you. So, agree. Who knows? Or, uh, agree. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree that yeah. it makes sense to ease it back in. Right. I just feel like it wasn't necessary. Yeah. Like but he could be done soon too. Like it may just be. I, no, he's not. You don't based think so? on, no, based okay. on this thing, he's not. If anything, he's going to be more part-time status. Okay, but he's not done. Okay, he's not done. Okay. No way. If anything, it was pretty clear in this thing that he's not done. Okay. Well, The Rock put him in the movie, so in his new movie. So we'll see how. It may be the acting bug. Acting bug will bite him, and he'll be doing that as well. I meant to watch the thing he did on Nickelodeon. I never had a chance to watch it. It was this, <laughs> it was this weekend, I think. I meant to check that out. Uh, all right. So then we had Corbin Lashley, McIntyre taking on Angle, uh, Finn Balor, and Braun Strowman. They did a little uh, uh, vignette in the back. Where they talk about how they're the trio that everybody should be watching. That's Baron Corbin, uh, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. Like I said, they're growing on me. That hasn't stopped. I like them as a threesome. Uh, if you're not going to do anything with them solo that's catching any kind of fire, you try this out see what happens. Uh, good match overall with, with uh, Finn Balor and with the Angle and Strowman. My problem with the match, though, overall was, man, Angle can't. It just it just is so obvious that I think Angle's a step behind everybody else. And it's tough to watch sometimes. And Strowman seemed like he was in it, and then he was taken out of it, and then all this stuff. And Finn took the loss, which is, you know, you're going to see that happen uh, to promote these guys being these like large heels but overall I, I i hope this comes to some fruition in a good match at fast lane but we'll see i like their chemistry i just don't know overall if it's going to work with the shield that's my problem is just I, i'm the opposite kind of i don't mm-hmm. i'm not i don't like i know you don't i know you don't toss three guys together like that when they're like oh what are we gonna do with these guys let's just toss them together because we don't know what to do it just seems so uh, just so uncreative in yeah. my opinion i'm just like well what are we gonna do with these guys uh, just make them run amok, you know, <laughs> and like so that that's my problem with it. They're definitely not going to be able to compare with the shield, and I get it. You're teeing them up to the, so that the shield can knock them down or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but like also we've seen this match so many times yeah, now. Yeah, it's just like we've seen it. They've ever uh, multiple different kinds of iterations of it. Like yeah. it just to me is one of those things. I, I, I'm frustrated because I loved Raw last week. I thought Raw was so good, a lot of meaningful things, and this one kind of like. I don't know, just felt, especially, I didn't even realize this was the go-home show mm-hmm. to a pay-per-view All until right. Norman mentioned it Good to me. Point, yeah. He's like, man, it was a terrible go-home show. I was like, wait, Fastlane is this Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Like, they only announced the matches, like a couple of the matches tonight, last night. Yeah. You know, like that, that to me was a little, uh, um, so. And they made a point of saying that, that the Raw brand had only had one match scheduled for that Fastlane, so they had to set up matches all night. Which is like, yeah. it just makes it look like you weren't paying attention to what was coming up. This <laughs> like you, oh, it's like me forgetting to do my homework and then try and do it on the way into like class. You know, right. Oh, shit, I got And play it off like you were thinking about it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, this I had done right when I got home from school. <laughs> um, yeah, I know I didn't. I, the match, there was no bad wrestling in it, in my opinion. Not Even if you bad. didn't dislike Angle. Yeah. I just don't know what it advanced. It didn't really captivate me yeah it didn't really sell me on anything made me excited about anything um but it was i mean it was not bad wrestling or anything like that i couldn't complain about it it was more so just uncreative yeah that's how i look at it i don't know that's me i don't know 
That's your opinion, and it's fair. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, Natalia took on Ruby Wright. You want to talk about this? Talk about a match that means nothing, that did huh. nothing, that promoted nothing, that other than uh, another Lacey Evans walkout, which really is one of the dumbest things that has been happening recently in the last few weeks. Slowly growing on me. Is it really? Yeah, why? I don't know. Why. I know. I know. I'm well, sorry. The love of God, why? You like Baron Corbin, so give I me a break. Like, <laughs> I like them coming together. No, he's you growing. said gr- he's, he's growing, growing on, on you. Me. Yeah, yeah. What he's doing is growing. On Lacey Evans thing is kind of growing on me. Okay. I don't know what it is. Right. It's not, it's obviously I, it's a little unfair to me considering I just complained about something being uncreative and then I'm saying I like this incredibly uncreative thing they're doing with Lacey <laughs> Evans. But at least she's owning it. Like at least oh, she's yeah, owning sure. it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I think that's why I'm starting to enjoy it is because at least she's like owning it. Yeah. Um the like the stupidity of this. And she is like, because they're not giving her mic time, she is kind of like it's not easy to cap to, to like captivate yeah. an audience without talking. Yeah. And I do think she's getting everyone's attention by just doing this stupid thing. It's very stupid. Yeah. But it's kind of effective where it's making people dislike her, I feel like. That's for sure. But the way they commentated about it, they made it seem like she was a face. Like, uh, um, no, because Renee, Renee, Young, Renee Young said she was Marilyn Monroe and Audrey Hepburn and Wonder Woman rolled into one. That's not what you say about a heel. Fair, fair. So to me, that was shocking. And Corey Graves. Well, everyone knows her. Marilyn Monroe hated her fans. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> She hated Philadelphia. That's right. She hated Philadelphia. Corey Graves, like, even agreed with her. But, like, the match itself, though, was a complete waste of time. I don't know why you pin the loss on Ruby other than you want to have Lacey Evans walk out in front of a face, which was Natty, who had won. But you could have still had him walk out. Did it make you think that they're maybe going to go with Natty and Lacey at, like, a pre-show match for WrestleMania? A pre-show is fine. Or do you think they're going to wait for Lacey to actually do something until after WrestleMania? I just, yeah, I guess... uh, I just think <laughs> like there I wasn't think, even really an answer there. No, it wasn't answered. I was like, I guess. Look, look. I know uh, I'm unpopular for saying this, but I, I, you know, Natty is great. Natty's time has passed, in my opinion, and I don't want to see Natty keep doing it 20 years later. Like, I'm cool. Bring bring Ruby Ryan versus Lacey Evans. She hasn't been in WWE 20 see. years. Well, you know what I mean. She's been around <laughs> a long time, and I'm just saying I would rather see. Uh, Natty, t- I mean, I would rather see uh, Natal- uh, Ruby Riot take on uh, Lacey Evans and have the young like that's what this is about. I get Wait, it. you said you would like to see Natalia versus would. Lacey Evans? No, no, not Natalia. Ruby Riot versus oh, oh, Lacey oh. Evans. I, these they're are both heels. That wouldn't even make sense. Yeah, but I'm just saying, in terms of the younger generation coming up, those are the people I want to see. I think the Natty stuff. You know, I, I know why they keep. You know, she's really good in the locker room. People love her. She's a great wrestler. And she's too. a great wrestler. The women love her and all that kind of jazz. I just when they put her into a program now against the younger wrestlers, I just go, ah, okay, I guess. And so it doesn't, it doesn't do I, anything for I, I was kind Especially of, because they fought a really good match at the pay-per-view. Why are you doing a four-minute match, this four-minute match between them, which is waste? Yeah, I do think it was a waste. Because that pin was bullshit. I did think this match was a waste. Yeah. I'm a big Natty fan, but I definitely 100% felt like it was just kind of like, what was the point of this? Yeah. It was similar It was similar to how I felt in the match right before, where I was just like, yeah. What was the point of this? Like, what, what, what were we really advancing here? And if it was to get to um, Lacey versus uh, Lacey versus Natalia in some way, shape, or form, I'm okay with that because I did think okay. I was sitting there going like, oh, I hope she just clotheslines Lacey right now because that would be cool. She did her little twisty clothesline right. thing on the stage because when that happens, people are gonna, when someone finally a- attacks Lacey Evans for doing that. Yeah. The place is going to go crazy. Sure. So I think that's why it's effective at this point. And I was kind of hoping they were going to have Natalia do it to start mm-hmm. something. 
But I feel like they're just going to keep doing this till after WrestleMania. And then she picks a show, and that's when she explains that she was just surveying each show or the right. nasties or whatever. But it's frustrating what they're doing to Ruby, too. I mean, this is like... They See, can- I disagree. You keep saying that. Yeah. Losing isn't necessarily always bad. And she has been getting... She's used so much more than, than so many more... She had a 30-second pay-per-view match that they used to sell the Becky Lynch. Ronda Rousey yeah, but that was to your... help sell the WrestleMania main event. Right, so you're being used. As a call-up, you you you, you want to have your own voice, she's, your she's, own match. She hasn't been a call-up in a long time. She's I'm been there saying, for over a year. But she's never had a real established thing going on. She's so... had tons of established things going on. No. She's been used heavily since the day she was called up. Yeah, and then she's taken a bunch of losses. They buried Liz and, Liz and, and they, they, they haven't done much they with them. they buried Sarah? They haven't, them, they haven't given them any notable victories throughout this whole situation. But, but wait, it's been wait, wait a second. Being buried and not getting notable victories are two That's very different things. the same thing. No, it's it's very different, Roka. Right. Being buried is when you're made to look bad constantly, and the riot squad. The ascension, you mean? Yes. Yeah. The riot squad is not made to look bad constantly. The riot squad is used in prominent positions. They're 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 used on every single show. Sometimes in multiple segments. They give Ruby so much promo time. They give storylines. Ruby had so, no promo time this time. Not today, tonight, right. but not last night. But she gets tons of promo time. So she is used, and the riot squad are used in prominent positions way more than than even Natty. Like they're used all the time. I say, uh, well, okay. Varying is when they're constantly made to look bad, lo- losing and made to look bad. Well, they're they're heels. That's like saying the Miz gets buried because he loses all no, the time. No, no, no they're good at getting people over. Look at the two out of three. But, okay, but that. But look at the two out of three. Over the last few weeks, right? She lost. She, they used her for the WrestleMania setup. She comes Which out, I thought should have been a longer match. I right. agree with you. Thank you. And, and then she, she has the match with Ronda that goes a little bit longer. It's a decent match. Uh, which but okay, that, that goes against your point right there. No, but it's they all, used her in the main event of but, Raw the next night, right? And, and I, gave her a long match against Ronda Rousey. But I think because they heard, and your match didn't beat Ronda Rousey. But I think they heard the fans bitching about how they used her up and 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 tossed her away at, at the uh, pay per view match at the Royal Rumble match. People were mad about that, so they adjusted and, and they gave her a main event. They gave her a main event. Yes, that's her. cool, right? But then they have her lose a natty with some bullshit pin. Agreed. And, and <laughs> they can't run in and stop it from happening. It was frustrating. Because I just don't want Ruby being used in this way. I guess that's my thing. I don't want Ruby being used this way. I get what you're saying. But narrative-wise, yes, she's no. getting screen time. But I don't like how they're using her narratively. Bad narrative, I get it. Yeah. I, I completely understand. Point, so. I just don't think it's fair to say that, like, they're not using her. Like, they're not, they're not using her. They're burying her. It's like, come on, she's on Raw a lot. Right. Like, they're used all. She's almost one of the top heels used on the show. But my main point is that they're not using her effectively, and that's my frustration. I disagree. Okay. I think I think that Ruby Riot it, it has as just cuz she's not winning doesn't mean she's not being used effectively. Like she's a I I just think the Riot squad as a whole is like um, they're a mid-card act right now. They're not main eventers. That's so they're the used to get people over. Thank you. But that's the point. She they... shouldn't be a main eventer yet. Why not? Because th- 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 not everybody can be a main eventer. Ronda walked the fuck on in and was a main eventer. Why she... can't Rose? How? I... The fact... Oh, my God. I'm... The fact that you just compared Ronda Rousey, yeah, someone who had to Ruby Riot, was not a professional wrestler, ludicrous. Yeah, but you're looking at it bank, bank money count, bank account. Yes, because that's why she walked in. Yeah, but I'm looking at it wrestling wise, and that is Ruby has made her bones in this business, worked her way up. So she should have just she, walked in and done exactly. They 
They should have treated Ruby Riot like they treated Ronda Rousey when she walked in because of her Charlotte, indie background. Charlotte walked in and immediately was put in the She's title picture. Rick, first of all, she was not. She was. She cut her teeth in NXT for a while. Well, no, 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 I know, no, but that's what I mean. Uh, as soon as she walked in the main roster, she I mean. first of all was one of a huge part of the women becoming a huge part of NXT. Yes, and then she, they brought her up as such. Also, because she's Ric Flair's daughter, and everyone knows who Ric Flair is. I'm sorry that nepotism is a thing, but if 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 Ruby Riot were someone's famous daughter, easily uh, the casual viewer goes, "Oh, okay, I get it. Ric Flair's daughter, blonde, mean, got it. Easy. Robes, got it. She's great wrestler, of NXT. Easy. Right. You have to sell people on things. Like Ruby Riot. There's no way Ruby Riot should have just walked in from NXT and they should have handed her the title. They did it to Paige. <laughs> I, right when I. <laughs> Right when I was saying that, I was like, this mother effer is going to say they did it. Literally, like, as the words were coming out of my mouth, I knew he was going to say that. Also, also, also think, a goth chick also got the title. Yeah. Difference being is that Paige was uh, a game changer in NXT. She was the anti-diva in NXT. Right. And they wanted to usher in an era mm -hmm. of getting rid of the diva term. And I think Paige was a huge part of that. Sure. Um, I don't think you can say Ruby Riot and Paige had the same impact in NXT. Ruby Riot, Paige was the first. Sure, because Paige laid it through that the, way. Uh, yeah. On NXT, yeah. TakeOver, yep. all that kind of stuff. She, yep. Her and Emma were a huge part of that, so yep. I think it's, it, there is a difference. Which also bothered me in the movie that they acted like her entire NXT run never happened. Now that I finally saw it this weekend. Yeah. Um, I loved it, by the way. Good movie. I teared up multiple times. So good. Fighting with my family, that's what we're referencing, yeah. So good. Uh, but the wrestling fan in me, the oh, wrestling yeah. mark in me <laughs> had so many wrestling mark moments where I was like, well, that didn't happen. Right, you know? this whole stumbling like, over her promo at the, in the final match. <laughs> <laughs> that did not happen. No, None of that, that didn't happen. happen. Paige came out and killed it. And I like it was like, well, it was FCW, not NXT, when <laughs> she went there. You know, like that—that that was in me too. And then it was like, well, and, and then it was like. She, she finally like, overcomes her thing one house show at, at NXT and then it's like alright you're going to the big leagues kid yeah. and I was like what about her running NXT right. like, she had a massive but, run but whatever that was me that I wouldn't have was, worked for the narrative of the movie no I yeah. wouldn't have it, it made fit in the movie I get it it's yeah. based on a true story I loved the movie so much that was just the wrestling nerd in me was like what about her first NXT pay-per-view takeover match like and, and uh it was funny, you'll, you'll get a kick out of this before we get back to Raw. Was, yeah. When I was watching that movie, she, the, there's like an elderly couple sitting next to me. And you know how, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Fighting With My Family yet. But you know how like The Rock uh, kind of plays like the Triple H role at the end where he informs Paige mm -hmm. she's getting called up right. on the main roster. And he goes like, you know, the, the, the dad thanks The Rock. Thank you for doing this. Go, oh, it wasn't my decision or something like right. that. And the lady next to me, this elderly woman goes to her husband. And she goes, well, if it wasn't The Rock's decision, whose decision was it to bring her up? <laughs> and the wrestling fan of me just like, this lady, this lady. <laughs> like, I just laughed. I was like, this lady clearly doesn't watch wrestling in my head. I laughed. But, yeah, so um, yeah. I don't know. We're, we're clearly on different sides of the page here. No pun intended hey, uh, with, with uh, the Ruby Riot situation. But uh, I will say I think we're both in agreement that this segment – 
this yeah. match was pointless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how the Lacey Evans things plays out. One last thing about fighting the family: who is Vince Vaughn supposed to be? Is it an amalgam of a number of people? That's what I. That's what they say. Okay. I, I feel like it's much more Bill Demott than they're leading okay. on they, they because he talks it. about being like a journeyman yep. wrestler and like we took a bump and took a couldn't bump, come back. couldn't come back, yeah. and he was only there to make others look good. Yeah. And Bill Demott never had like a real nope. main event run or anything like that. I mean, he was yeah. always there as a jobber, kind of like yeah. he had. Pushes. He, people liked him. I but forget if he was in. The, I don't think he made it. I don't think he was on the NWO. I don't think he. No, was he was in never the, in the NWO. Yeah, he was never in the no, NWO. He was Hugh Morris, right. and then he was. Right. Uh, was he, was he part of the Sullivan Misfits stable? in Action? Was he in Sullivan State? No. no. Okay. I don't. I don't think so. Misfits in Action. I do remember that. He was in the Misfits. Misfits yeah. in Action. Yeah. Um, he wore that singlet. Yeah, I don't think he was. No, he was never in the game beyond that, I don't think. But that was my vibe I got. And I also feel like that one girl was supposed to be Charlotte, the the main blonde girl. Yeah, yeah. She was wearing Charlotte's gear. Who was a child? Did Charlotte have a child? No, but. That might have been. I wonder who that was. I think they played with it a little so it wasn't fully Charlotte. Right, right, right. But I think. She was wearing Charlotte's yeah, gear in the scene. I also think it's hilarious, and then we'll get back to Raw, I promise, um, that they named one of the characters Jerry Lynn, and Jerry Lynn, the wrestler, has been tweeting that clip of Jerry Lynn, <laughs> Jerry Lynn from the movie saying, I'm going to blow you or whatever, and Vince Vaughn being like, excuse me or whatever, and he keeps tweeting it to everyone saying like, Who's who? Who made this rib on me? Like who did this rib on me? And the whole movie, every time they said Jerry Lynn, I cracked up because I was thinking, there's no way The Rock didn't know who Jerry Lynn was. Of course, of course, he knows who Jerry yep. Lynn is. Yep. So yeah, that that made me laugh. Well, you out of the water. Yeah, let's put those together. Let's put those together. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on. You mentioned Triple H, uh, Rock playing the Triple H part. Triple H is next. I mean, Batista did this whole thing where he hates Philadelphia, all this, you know, he's leaning into full heel after attacking Flair last week, which was gorgeous. So good. Was beautiful. Um, uh, and then, so Batista now coming back to wrestling, now in a way that, like, on his terms, uh-huh. which I think is fantastic. Yeah, totally. Full heel, going for it, love it. This is always my favorite Batista. Batista heel is always my favorite heel. Uh, and so now Triple H comes out cuts a fantastic promo as triple h does triple h does great promos but i i agree with some of the people who were commenting about this because i felt that as i was watching it too stop saying it's real it's not real you're not really gonna punch him you're not gonna really beat him up you are playing the character it is wrestling so we know it's fake to a degree. So please, that kind of stuff, and we'll get to the Ronda stuff. I was going to say, it's yeah. very similar to the Ronda thing. I do, I agree with you. I was like, come on, you don't need to do this. I also don't like the toying with the, like, this is real. This is all supposed to be real. Yeah. We're watching a television show. That right. means you're telling me everything else isn't real. You and said characters. That, oh, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I, it's, I understand this is the reality era, but like, they're, yeah. they're, they're fucking with the timelines too much. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're crossing the streams, They're, man. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, I'm supposed to be suspending my disbelief here, and now you're telling me this thing that I suspended my disbelief for yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't have because now this is – it's, it's confusing all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with you. I thought that it – I would rate this promo like a B because – Triple H is just good. Like Triple H, mm-hmm. he's he's good at what he does. Right. He's such a master of the mic. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, I, when he was doing the Becky Lynch, thing. yeah. But because of the fake and real thing, I I pull back on it a little bit. <laughs> That's why it went down to B. Yeah. I, I just kind of felt like there was, I, it was like a heel promo almost mm-hmm. and then batista's seemingly heels so then it's like where was this are you both heel in this right, i don't know it right. was i didn't I, 
it can. It, I just didn't like it. Yeah, who's the because like, I'm cheering for Batista in this, not Triple H. Yeah. So, so and I liked him attacking Flair. I thought that was great. Flair's always been the heel, so like it's not a big deal to me to see what he's doing. Yeah, he insulted Philadelphia. I was born there. I don't like that, but like <laughs> that's part of the game. And so, I, I, yeah, you're right. And this is weird. We're gonna get to this also a little bit later too. This idea of who's the heel? Yeah. Is everyone the heel now? And there is no more like you, Brian. You brought this up a number of times over the last few weeks. This idea of the uh, the uh, you know the playing both sides that the, there's not really a heel face contingent or, or or approach to things that much anymore and so it seems like this falls into that uh, again that pattern again. <laughs> I, if I forget, please don't let me forget that I plan to title this episode Raw Recap. Is everyone a heel? Yes, perfect. I like it. Don't let me forget that because <laughs> right. that's the perfect caption for this entire episode. That is 100%. <laughs> that is, God, you just, that one question nailed this entire episode of yeah. like, while I was watching it thinking, is everyone a heel? Except for this next, next match, yeah. Otis is one of the only clear-cut faces because everyone's being so goddamn mean to him. Yeah. And he's just a sensitive soul who likes steaks and weights. But, but yeah, I mean, the Triple H thing, like, I just, it just felt to me like, like, who replaced? I understand this is kind of like for the smart crowd, it feels mm-hmm. like, a little bit. That's why they're playing off of the ghosting situation. Yeah. And, like, without fully saying it, they're kind of, like, leaning into it. And I loved the Batista thing. I loved his cell phone promo where he was like, I'm not going there yet. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. do this on my terms. And it did look like Triple H was gotten to. Um, so that's kind of also why I, I rated it higher than I, than just, like, me disliking it all the way. Because I do think it played into certain things. It was clear that Triple H has been gotten to by Triple H or by Batista attacking Ric Flair. Yeah. Um, and you know why I like Triple H promos? It's the thing to me as, like, and you're, you're probably the same way as someone who watches so many mm-hmm. movies and stuff. Um, I can always tell when I'm watching a promo by someone. I can always tell when I'm watching someone's promo if they're trying to remember their lines. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, so you can see when they take that deliberate pause, but you know it's because they're like, <laughs> the yeah. wheels are turning in their head to get back to it. Or they, they have like a certain thing they always say. Like, even me, I go like, um, when I'm trying to think of my word right. that I want to say. Not necessarily memorized, but like, I feel like it's a very similar thing where you can, you can see them trying to search for the word they're mm-hmm. supposed to say next. Um, and Triple H never feels that way to me. Uh, he, yeah. he, it's very, and, and it's probably because he has such a big part in writing his own stuff. Right. But, right, but, right. but like, he really, powers through it like it's not, he's been doing it for so, so long, long right 100 so he has second nature to him. second nature yeah. um he has a part in the writing of it all those things help yeah. but it's just like it makes for a pleasant viewing experience when you're watching it even if you didn't love it because he really does just like it's believable yeah like you believe everything he's saying that, i think that's the reason i liked i still liked it mm-hmm. even though there were things in it like you said the, the real stuff i don't like the the blend the blurring like i like when wrestling blurs reality and fiction i don't like when they blur the line of what you're watching might be fake right that to me it's like we get it we're watching it we know it's fake but you don't tell us that yeah yeah, yeah. agree like agree. you wouldn't have the people on lost be like yeah look to the camera look to the camera and be like this isn't jack this is matthew fox right. you know like that wouldn't you know what i mean like and i'm coming for you smoke monster and i know that's a different kind of show but i don't know i just yeah, I don't like when, when they – because then it's like, okay, so we're never supposed to believe anything you say right. from now on. Got right. it. Right. Good. Got it. Good. All right. Well, as, as uh, Ryan mentioned, next thing, uh, Heavy Machinery took on B-Team Ascension, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins uh, in a gauntlet match. And they were all backstage except for Heavy Machinery talking about how, you know, they, they're tired of these call-ups taking their fire as if these three teams had been, like, you know, just sitting well, there on the precipice. I like the way they did this. Sorry. I like the way they did this because it was different. Yeah. I liked how 
as silly as it was, I liked how they came to Heavy Machinery first yeah. and said, hey, by the way, we got this footage we want to show you. It was almost like um, I watched Temptation Island. Great show. Great show. It's my guiltiest of pleasures. It is, you literally feel guilty for watching yeah. it. There is a man having sex with another girl mm-hmm. who is not his girlfriend, oh. and it, it is wild. Like, it is wild. Okay. But in the show... Every week at the end of the, of the of the episode, the the man and the women separately meet like a bonfire type mm-hmm. thing, and they get a there's an iPad there, and they each one gets to watch a clip, like a thirty second clip, I believe, of something their significant other has been doing on the other side of the island or whatever. That is. So right. so like, and they go, like, do you want to watch it with everyone or by yourself? And so usually they say we want to watch it with everyone, and they play it, and they see you know one guy licked. Uh, like peanut butter off a girl's boob, like wow. bad stuff's happening with some of these people. Okay, and they're watching it, and then they get their reactions. It was very similar to Temptation Island with this thing when they're like, "Hey, how do you feel, Otis?" And then Otis pulls up the. They show, oh, do you, "We're going to show you this yeah. clip now." And then Otis was sad about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of them doing that? It was different. I feel like it wasn't yeah. something you normally see them do. It was like also very silly because why would they be talking shit with a camera right there? Why would right. the camera even be there? Right. All that aside, what do you think of it? I liked it, and I thought Otis did a nice job playing it. And then, you know, I think they, of all the call-ups, he's been the most successful. Yes, without question. Yeah, and there's a reason for that, and it's because this guy just kind of translates over with that this kind of humor that is universal and couldn't transcend generations. Like, this character could have existed in the 80s, in the 90s, in the early 2000s, and now. Like, that character could have existed even back in the 70s, probably. So, it's a good character that Otis is doing. You show him this, you make him sad, and that, and then you feel sympathy for the guy. It puts him over even more because you like that this is a grown man doing and it's believable, and it's uh, uh, it's fun to watch. And so, that made sense all around. I liked it in, in that way. So, you like them making Otis, like, sense Yes, I love them making Otis sensitive because his face, his body, his approach to things as he plays it, it works because, like you said, with Triple H embodying this thing and, you know, they they write – he he doesn't even need to have his stuff written out for him anymore because he's been doing – I think with Otis, Otis understands the character that he is, and it is an extension of who he is. He's probably, at times, a sensitive guy in in real life about certain things. And so he takes it, milks it for what it's worth, and gets further with it. So I like that. And wrestling fans know we can sense, we can smell authenticity and inauthenticity. It's what we pride ourselves on. And when you see someone as authentic as Otis is with this character and how good he's doing acting it, you can't help but enjoy the shit out of it. I also feel like sometimes the comic relief in a movie or television show is even better when they have some soul. Yes. You know what I mean? It's not just the guy making like these weird faces. You're like, oh, Otis has been weird his whole life. Yeah. But he's lovable and we love him. And it's like, it's like, I really do think it sends a, it sends a good message too of just like positivity for Otis of just mm-hmm. like yeah you can be sensitive but you can also still kick ass you right. know yep. um and they really have showcased him well like you said best of the cops yep. for sure absolutely um and this match was a really good way of doing that mm-hmm. it wasn't as the much best match. As, I was going to say but it was won. the best they match and I don't love seeing them uh Make so many teams lose right. to a new team like that. But those teams don't matter, in my opinion. God, when I was watching this, I was thinking to myself, remember how much we loved B-Team like yeah. six months ago? Was that probably did, six months ago? Did we love them? I don't think that we loved them. I was a fan you of the were B-Team. A fan, yes. You weren't a fan of the Not B-Team. Not a fan of the B-Team. Because <laughs> I just couldn't believe they could beat anybody, and so it was, it was frustrating to watch. But this is, yeah, go ahead. You know what's funny, though? When I was watching, I was thinking to myself, 
where B team failed was that whole B team, B team, go, go, go thing. Mm-hmm. People were liking B team. It was an organic thing. Yep. The shirts, everyone was into it. And then the second they wouldn't stop driving home that B team, B team, go, go, go thing, which was clearly a directive yep. from creative. Um, I think that's when really the team started to feel less mm-hmm. fun. Wow. It was like, no, now you're forcing that. Yep. And I don't want to have that forced. Once on again, me. authenticity versus inauthenticity. You start to force something to think because you, you overthink it and you're trying to really make it work. It messes things up. Fans turn on it immediately. Yeah, they can smell s- it. Yeah, they smell it. They exactly. know it. They know it they for know. sure, for sure. Um, and yeah, it just started to become cheesy at that point. It was cheesy, but it was like fun cheesy. Yeah. And then at that point, it became just like, oh, oh no, this is cheesy right. cheesy. You're no longer the underdog. You actually think you can win. Yeah. Now that changes everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. Um, I liked seeing Ascension used again. I liked uh, he, Hawker, Hawkins and Ryder. Hawkins and Ryder. Was Hawkins the one talking or was Ryder the one talking? Who did the most of the talking? The bigger dude. Who's the bigger dude? Ryder or Hawkins? Ryder. Yeah, Ryder is great on the mic. Yeah. They need to do more with Ryder. I, I don't know what. What they, did he call He said he had a funny line about. About him. What did he say? He said he reminded him of something. I forget what it was. Okay. But yeah, he was funny. Was I, I like that. I liked it. I don't know how you don't see that and not do something more with that guy. This guy, there's something there. If you can make Corbin start to work, even for a man like me who was against him for so long, you can make right you can make uh, uh, him work writer work as well. As no, a, Zach Ryder. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Ascension. Ascension. Oh, 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 you're talking about Connor. Connor. Yeah. Connor's great. Connor needs to have something solo. Yeah, I kind of always I like Victor too. Yeah, but I have always kind of felt like Connor should be given like at least a try in a solo run. Yeah, it's not like he's not like Cass. Like there's something else here that it can be good. He's good on the mic. You can move uh, the other guy down into freaking 205 live. If you want to do anything with him? Well, he's not that small. He's I'm pretty just big. I'm just saying. All right, let's move on. Dean Ambrose and Elias got into it. They had the fight. They had the and uh, Ambrose loses. Puts Elias Again, that's over. all he does. It's like this whole thing is just Ambrose losing See, now. now. As opposed to when Ruby loses, I think this is a te- uh, on purpose. This is well, obviously they schedule. They they talk this thing out, but I think this. <laughs> yeah, this, this <laughs> I think this one loss in this match was uh, was predetermined. This narrative though of him constantly losing and putting other people over, and you mentioned this in your tweet about them blatantly saying his contract is. They up. literally were like, he's going to go to greener pastures. Yeah. What? Why? Yeah, because it's would not WWE happen. be advertising that? It's not going to happen. What? Like, would the, come on, guys! Yeah. Like, I, I understand that Dean has a tight circle, so I have not been able to confirm one hundred percent that he is not leaving. But like, guys, it doesn't feel like he's. The, it doesn't feel. About it. They're yeah. talking. Like, when's the last time you remember them doing that? CM Punk. CM Punk CM wasn't Punk. actually leaving. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't actually leaving. No. You know, like it was to get a storyline over. Yep. Yep. Uh, you're more of an old school person than yep. me, but someone mentioned Holland Nash. They oh, didn't, right. Did they ever? Or sorry, uh, Nash maybe. Nash, yeah. Did they advertise that Diesel was going to be leaving? No. They just said it once he was gone, yes. right? Yeah. Same with Macho Man. It was mm-hmm. like, once he was gone, they said it on television. They didn't advertise it for months like, hey, hey, yeah. this top guy's leaving everyone. Yeah. Why would they do that? Yeah. Especially in this landscape right now where people are getting big money to wrestle. Right. People are making real money in wrestling right now. Why on earth would they be announcing it to everybody if it was actually happening? Yeah. That's never how they've ever operated. And on top of that, I can tell you guys that I have reached out to WWE for comment so many times about things. For 10 years, I've been reached out to WWE for comments about things. I worked at TMZ for seven years. I now run the site for over three years. For 10 years, I've been reached out to WWE for comment about things. 
To the point when it came to contract-related things, I stopped. Because all I was told for years was, Ryan, you don't need to reach out for a comment about this because we do not comment on contract talks with performers. We do not comment on contract talks with performers. <laughs> Ryan, we do not comment on contract talks. With okay, fine. Once I started my site, yeah. once I started my site and they gave me that, I was like, fine. I don't have a boss yelling at me anymore. You don't talk about contract talks. Right. I'll stop asking. Then out of nowhere, which has now been a few years, but out of nowhere, yeah. one time, one time, yeah. they put out a statement saying this guy is not re-signing one of their top guys and everyone believes it. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. And furthermore, why would they be on TV advertising saying he's going to go to greener pastures? Yeah. Where are greener pastures than WWE in their eyes? That's a good point. A, I know. What? So it seems like you're set up for him to come back, and that's going to happen. And I think that what happens next is how is why because the Shield finally in this moment they come out uh, Rollins and Amber uh, Rollins and uh, uh, Reigns to come and help Ambrose out after the loss to Elias. Ambrose initially rejects their help, doesn't want him, steps out of the ring. Then you know Lashley and McIntyre and uh, 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 Corbin come out. They challenge him. They start to beat him up, and then Ambrose come makes that decision, and the crowd comes back, helps him, and the Shield reunites. And of course, true to Ambrose. It makes a massive deal out of it, bouncing off the rope into the fist. It reminded uh, me of that big scene. old dramatic deal out of it. So it, it reminded me of that scene. Uh, have you seen Saving Silverman? That movie Saving oh, Silverman. Jesus. When he's like, you don't, you don't like that movie? Mm. <sighs> I love that movie. But when he's like, come on, 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 come on. That was like Rollins sitting there and like, come on, man, come on, yeah, come on. And they're just sitting there. They put their fists there. I was like, we're not gonna turn. Don't make us turn around, Dean. Don't make. Just turn around. I think I just if I hadn't seen that a few months ago, yeah, I would have yeah, right. cared more. It's just like right. it seemed so forced. I, I don't. I, I'm sorry that I'm shitting so much on this shield thing because I really hate shitting on the show. But this whole shield thing just makes no sense to me. Like yeah. the last time we saw Roman, they were fist bumping. Yeah, yeah. Now they're back to fist bumping as if the last four months of television didn't happen. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm like waving my arms around like I'm Alex Jones over here. Alex over here is going on, yeah. Frustrated about this whole S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline. It frustrates me. (laughs) I don't mind it so much. All right, let's move on. He's going to give me shit about Transformers. We like Saving Silverman. All right, let's move on to Sasha Banks. Saving Silverman is such a better movie than Transformers. I like Transformers 1. Transformers 1 is a good movie. Right. Transformers... Two through, two through 25 afterwards, not good movies. Well, something not good was the Tamina match versus Sasha <laughs> Banks. I don't know what that was all about, to be honest with you. Look, Sasha looks like a reborn with this tag team title. Absolutely. Bailey as well. They both, but Sasha more so, I think, in, in honest. I think she, both of them. You're right on both of them. They embrace, right? Yeah. They embrace this whole thing. They look stronger, they look bigger, they look leaner, they look ready to show case that, you know, we saw them at NXT. We saw them, they're definitely, like you were saying, they're definitely going to go more, all, all over the place, which Really surprised me, and I respect that they're willing to do that. Uh, we had Bailey fighting uh, Nia last week, and now this week you have Tamina taking on Sasha. I don't know. Tamina, look, I love Tamina to, to, in terms of because of her lineage. You talk about someone, you know, like with Snuka, you talk about Charlotte with Flair. But, like, Tamina has a lot of injuries, man. She can't wrestle like she used to, and it's a struggle at times. They're having to cover for it, and you saw in this match, quick match, they had to cover for it. Nia got involved. You know, Sasha gets uh, kicked by Tamina, and they get the pin. But overall, I'm like, what do we, are we excited about a Sasha Bailey, uh, Sasha and Bailey match versus Tamina and Nia with Tamina being involved? And nothing against Tamina. She has a right to get money and do what she has to do in this business, but it doesn't look like she can fight at all. I mean, the fact she's got injuries. I think being 
placing her in a tag team is is the best place well, for it's her. It's the best way to take care of her, that's for sure. Yeah. Um But yeah, I see your point. I don't think that the the most I don't think the best first opponents for them in a title match is is Nia and Tamina. Yeah. Um I think the match that match is proof of that, that it wasn't that exciting. Mm-hmm. I think it, like to show we're like Moving forward with like, hey, these tag women's tag titles are the future. Yeah, you could you should do like popping young teams and stuff that are going to have like these oh. these different matches from the. So now you like popping young teams? Yeah, I do. It's a no, mid card title. No, no, no. It's no, a mid card title. Please. It's not a main event title. Is the women's tag titles not a mid card title? It's all tag titles are a mid card title. Roca, what are you talking your, about? That's your opinion, man. I don't think so. I think the tag team titles are on the same level as a singles title. Having won the tag team Schmodown and the single Schmodown, those are equal. God They're not. It. Just so you know, you're a mid carder. I'm sorry. How dare you? <laughs> but yeah, they're mid-card titles. Like, I feel like they should be other up-and-comers. The IC feels like a mid-card title. The U.S. Heavyweight Championship, that's a mid-card title. Yeah. I don't think tag team titles. They're literally on the same level Especially as tag team titles that are both that are all brand, across all brands. I think that elevates them as more than just mid-card. How about three-quarters card? Can we you mean like quarters? an upper mid-card title? Upper mid- I would say three-quarters card. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, this is my feeling on it. But I, yeah, I agree with you, Ryan. And I think I'm glad they're doing this match at Fastlane, not at WrestleMania. Let this be done, yeah. And then we'll find out because I think it's gonna. I be- hope that I hope you're right, and that's and that and that's why yeah. they're kind of getting this out of the way now. Yeah, because because uh, here's my thing. I I think Alexa's gonna come out and interfere and help them, and it's gonna be Alexa and Nia versus Sasha and Bailey. That's a fucking awesome foursome for WrestleMania match. I would personally, yeah, like, and you're gonna hate this probably. Sure. If you because, say iconics, I'm gonna throw the mic. No, no, no. I think at WrestleMania it should be Riot Squad versus no. Sasha and Bailey. But which one? Who live in live in uh, Sarah Logan? No. No. That's what I think. I would rather have Fire and Desire. I'll take Mandy and. Uh, uh, um, but, Riot but Riot Squad, but Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville. Riot right. Squad has so much more than them since since coming out. Yeah, but they've been pushing Mandy and Sonya big time on SmackDown as a tag team. So I think they have they've been a- pushing Riot Squad as a tag team. Mm. Pushing? No, yes. <sighs> <laughs> Pushing them into the ground and burying them, yes, but not pushing them, not Sarah and 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 live. Rewind and push play on our conversation from 15 minutes ago. All right, let's talk about another tag team. That's Michael Che and Colin Yost. Dude, this was a waste. I loved this. Michael Che was great. Colin Yost was that typical person who hates wrestling, who makes fun of it all with his sarcastic white boy comedy, and I hated it. But and that was the point. Yeah, but was it the? But if that was the point, I think it didn't. Work and I get, I get. Wait, 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 wait! How did it not work? You just said that's what you got no, from it. Because it wasn't enjoyable to watch. Whereas I but, got, it, they, they, it, they hit all the points, but it just wasn't enjoyable for me to watch. And we've seen it before. Oh, is this fake? We've seen that kind of stupid comedy before, and it kind of bothered me. But I get why they did it because the NBC relationship that's coming up makes sense. Well, sorry, the, they've had that NBC relationship. Well, well, no, but I know. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, you've got, you've got 
what they want to do here with these two guys in bringing more. Like, they want to get they want to promote WrestleMania on Saturday Night Live. There we go. Because <laughs> wrestling has done, you know, The Rock's been on yeah. there. Triple H has done a small part. But it's been a long there. time since there's been wrestling on yeah. WWE on Saturday Night Live. But it's time to, you know, I guess they were trying to make this because it's such an unusual two dudes to bring over. You know, I, it's funny. As someone, I love SNL still. I watch every week. I'm, okay. I, I feel like you're one of the ones who doesn't watch SNL last week, anymore. Last week was good. I, the Mulaney one was good. Mulaney was good. Um, I love SNL. And, and Weekend Update is the highlight of the show for me. And, and um, they make wrestling jokes all the time on SNL. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Michael Che wears like wrestling shirts outside of Michael Che was great. That's what I'm saying. Um, no, I know. I know. I know. Um, I feel like that's, that's the, the because that's kind of the character he plays on TV too, like that right. waspy, you know, yeah, upper yeah. middle middle class, like you know, that, that's kind of what people get from him, you know. So I think that was the point is that he's going to keep doing this until WrestleMania when all the wrestlers beat him up. But do you think? But the Strowman thing with him is that. It was playing a, off of a famous moment. Is that going to be a thing? Strowman oh yeah, that Colin Joe stack my guess. WrestleMania. I was almost like wondering. I was almost wondering if they have Nicholas come back, and it's like Nicholas pins Colin Jost or something, like because Nicholas. I don't uh, know. I don't know. I, it's yeah, me, I, I actually. You know, it's funny. I, I, I mean, didn't like it. They were building him up as a bad guy. What's not to like? Uh, I just didn't like it. Because uh, he called wrestling fake? Yeah, I mean, like, we've seen the jokes before. There was nothing new or novel about what they were doing. It was something we'd seen, as I said over and over again, something we'd seen before from other celebrities who've come on. Bob Euchre. I mean, did it way better, by the way. Like, okay, first of all, people. Roca. I don't want you to age yourself here, but like that was a really long time ago. I, like a re- Bob Uecker, but you see the beats coming. That's what I'm saying. I know that, but wrestling. Uecker like, was one of the first to do it to make fun of it. But that was like Rose, 25 years ago. Oh, I know how long it was. I'm just saying that's you can repeat things that worked in the past. But like that's the fun of wrestling is you take yeah. things from the past that worked and you repeat them for a new audience. Yeah, but you work. You, we hope you hope you get better people that can do it and make it work just as well as it did the first time. <laughs> that's my only point. <laughs> I like the whole time. I saw what? people being harsh on Colin Jost on Twitter, and I... Yeah, thank you. I, I was... Smart. I laughed. I thought the, the whole playing off of the the Philly thing was funny to make fun of, like, when yeah, he the, the Mets, Mets hat. hat. I liked... Uh, <laughs> First of all, if you're going to denigrate Philly, you don't wear the Mets hat, you wear the Yankees hat. Let's start there, because Philly is way better than the Mets. Let's tell that the truth. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, that also worked, clearly. <laughs> um, and then, you know, when he came in, and he was like, hey, man, I'm hip, I'm with it, I know the Bush Whackers. I know this. That was funny. That's that's. I am so used to people my age who don't watch wrestling going, oh yeah, like Jeff Snyder did that when I first yeah, started yeah. here. Wouldn't shut the fuck up about Bret Hart and Jimmy Hart. Cool. You can name two fucking wrestlers from the 90s. That's what those kinds of people do. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like that's why I enjoyed it because it was very realistic of okay. like, that's what he, that's what someone... As someone who has had to take non-wrestling fans to wrestling things, that's what would happen. Like yeah. when I take uh, people from TMZ to to wrestling-related things, they sit there and they like, uh, that's a, that's what happens in okay. real life. So I don't know. I I like the Colin Jones okay. thing. Fair enough. We're on two different sides yet again on something. Well, you look at this now. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> not in a negative way. All right. The right. I really hated this episode of Raw. I I, I didn't yeah. enjoy. Yeah. Okay. Clearly. Fair enough. Clearly. <laughs> The Revival taking on uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet and then getting the interference from Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. This sets up a uh, six-man tag, I guess, for the title. That makes Down sense. the road? Or do you think it's not going to happen at Fastlane, right? Because it's, it's those two guys. I guess it's just this weekend. Yeah, that wouldn't make sense yeah, to yeah. just do it to 
right? Yeah, I don't think this is going to be a fast lane. This feels like a good thing for WrestleMania. I mean, they so. do need a card still, though. Yeah, so maybe they. Okay, so they maybe, do right because yeah. they haven't set that many right. matches for fast lane, right? They, and, and then do you think Heavy Machinery and angles their way into WrestleMania against whoever wins the Triple Threat match if they set it up for yeah, fast that, lane? that makes sense. Right, that who's the SmackDown tag champions right now? Mm. Usos, yeah, they're not going to be in that because that's going to be like the Usos and the Hardys. Yeah, Usos going to give in a rematch. I can see the revival versus Heavy Machinery at WrestleMania. I'm down with it. You think the revival? You don't think they'll be champions still by then? They're black, and it's going to be Ricochet. Yeah. Well, see, that would be wouldn't make as much sense against the revival then. They're all good guys. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, against Heavy Machinery because they'd be all good guys. Yeah, I guess you're right. Although it did kind of feel like they were turning the revival last night in a in a way because when. Once again, who the hell's a heel? Is everybody heel or is everybody face? I don't know. Did, was that supposed to be a heel turn for Bobby Roode, kind of? Yeah, it felt like Bobby Roode that was Roode the most heel we've Chad. seen him yes, ask. because right? they, inter- they interrupted the match. It was a heel move. Then they got them disqualified, which is a heel move. But they beat up heels. And, and then they said they want to be a part of this situation. So they're frustrated by having lost the titles. So, once again, is everybody a heel? Except for yeah. Alistair Black and... Uh, and uh, 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 ricochet. Yeah, I was real confused during that segment because I was like, oh, this is what I want. Wait, is this what I want? Yeah. Because they're attacking bad guys. Right. So are, like, it would have made more sense if they had attacked Ricochet and Aleister Black, right? Right. right. That Wouldn't that have made, made, more made way more yes. sense? Because yeah. those are the guys that are, that are interrupting them, that are taking away the 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 their right. shot, exactly. right? Exactly. Um, so that kind of confused me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Though I did like the idea of possibly turning them heel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Aleister Black made me laugh too. What's the word that he used? He said something like, is that how you uh, present yourself? That's not what he said. He said, said, is that how you... Ah, he says something real smart sounding, mm-hmm. and it was just funny in a sh- in like a crap talking moment of right. like, is that how you present yourself? Is that how you present yourself to the revive or to Chad Gable and uh, and, Bobby and Bobby Roode? And yeah. I was cracking up with the, just the way, and it was like, yeah, that is how I present myself. <laughs> that is how I present myself, and it, it made me laugh. But um, they did. I hope they're getting rid of the robe thing. Yeah. It felt good without the robe, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, so we'll see. I, I like the flipping around and back. That was a good. That looked move. really cool. It's badass. Very cool. I didn't think anybody could match Ricochet. Certainly Alistair did that. Uh, all right, let's go to the last situation here or last uh, sequence of events. And that was this whole promo thing going on. You know, remember last week, Ronda laid the belt down. It seemed like Ronda was walking away from the WWE championship. Everybody's making a big deal about it. I read on the pro wrestling sheet in London, how much of a big deal this was. Uh, and so you wondered what they were going to do. Stephanie, of course, Got to get involved. Stephanie never is this chance to be in the spotlight. She says, okay, it's going to be Ron, uh, Charlotte versus Becky at Fastlane for the title. Ronda comes storming out a la Goldberg from the parking lot, walking through with an angry face all the way to the arena and says, I never abdicated my championship. I just wanted you to come up with a better idea. And I don't like the idea you came up with. And then she launches into a full heel promo, kicks the crap out of Becky Lynch to the point where our own Christian Harloff is watching this going, those are real shots that he's landing on Becky. And and then uh, Charlotte gets pushed out of the ring. But in the end, it gets announced when this is all done. Ronda keeps her championship now, but Becky and Charlotte will fight in the title for the possibility of fighting in, in, in the uh, title. But here's the deal. Becky has to win in order to qualify for the triple threat. Becky already beats Charlotte. Charlotte is in no matter what. And yeah. This is a bunch of bullshit. That is a terrible way to do a triple threat. I'm horribly pissed about the clumsy way they found this way to it. That being said... I loved the Ronda heel turn. 
I've been saying it on this show for months. This is who Ronda Rousey really is. And this is what she does well, playing the heel. It's her natural state of being. She's probably a very nice person to know in life and whatever. She's probably really cool with her friends, whatever. But when she is focused in to be a fighter, she is fantastic in that way. That's why she got over in the UFC. It wasn't cutting nice promos, kissing babies. It was kicking the shit out of people and letting you know that she was going to kick the shit out of you. And so seeing her do this promo is fantastic. I agree with you that they I, – I, we, we, I called it months ago when yeah. they first started going towards this that – it was an easy path to get there, but they were going to take the most difficult way yeah. of doing so. And and I agree with you that it's like, huh? R- wait, Becky already won the Royal Rumble, though. Right. Like, why does she have to earn that? Shouldn't Charlotte have to earn her way in now? Like, it doesn't – it didn't make sense. Right. That being said – I agree with you wholeheartedly uh, about the Ronda Rousey promo. I yeah. thought that, look, I'm very documented that I have said that Ronda Rousey, in my opinion, is a face all the way that I, you know, that uh, I've said lots of good things. I think that she is money. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you not ignoring the audience is the smart decision. You've got to listen to the fans and the fans have wanted to boo Ronda Rousey for right. a while now. Right. Um, that layered with the fact that this Twitter war, she's never going to beat Becky Lynch. Not on Twitter. She, she's not going to beat Becky Lynch on Twitter. Becky's just too good. And the, that only fuels the people in wanting to see her lose in the ring, too. Mm-hmm. So Ronda's strength, like you said, is not being witty, nope. is not being cute. Scripted promos are not her thing. And so, but, but in real life, you know, wittiness and all that stuff. That's not that's not Ronda Rousey. Right. Ronda Rousey speaks with her with her hands mm-hmm. and her body. Ronda Rousey speaks with violence. Mm-hmm. And so to me, the Twitter war is even more entertaining when we see that. We yeah. see her being so gotten to and just being like, Aah! like that's what people are enjoying seeing. Right, right. Because it's gonna like be like this thing building up inside of her, and we're gonna see it in the ring yeah. of her just Similar to how we saw here after yeah. the promo where she said, no more Mrs. Mrs. Nice, bi- Mrs. nice Bitch and threw the mic down and just started just going ham on everyone. Yeah. I mean, that's what everyone wanted to see. It's right. what people wanted to see. Like, the, the smiling, the, the everything, that was a Vince McMahon decision because he felt like that makes Ronda Rousey a more marketable um, entity. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I thought this promo was her best delivery of a promo in a while. This is who she should be. It really is. When she was doing this with... Um... Nikki Bella, this is where Ron, when she was coming close to that edge of being a heel with Nikki Bella, with that John Cena comment, this is where she exists. Some people are better built naturally to be heels. Doesn't mean they can't still be faces down the road. The Rock was a terrible heel. So was Triple H for a long time. People still felt but the Rock was a great heel. But I mean, like, terrible person and how he's being when he's being a heel is what I meant. Like, the things he was doing were very heel ish, is what I'm saying. Ric Flair. People love Ric Flair. What? Total heel the whole life. His whole life. Triple H, same thing. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin, same thing. When you're a great heel, eventually the fans turn on you and love you yeah. for it. And so I think that's where Becky Lynch got over as well. That's where Ronda needs to get over now. But the question we were talking about off camera was, everyone's a heel in this situation, it seems like. So who is the face? Yes, Becky technically is the face, but you talked about the crowd. The crowd was kind of dead with Becky being a face. It was better when Becky was against the establishment. Now you've taken that power away and you've split it into two, into Charlotte and Ronda, and Becky kind of gets lost again. And I'm fucking pissed about this because if they don't give her the title and they give it to Charlotte as a swerve, they can kiss my goddamn ass. <laughs> Fair enough. I agree with you that I feel like they're throwing um, 
too many things at this. Yes. Like, yeah, it didn't need. It, this it didn't need to be this complicated. Right. It really didn't. Um, I get that you know you have to make compelling television for months and months, you know, for a couple months to get there, and it's not easy. Right. But like, that's what you're paid. That's to what do. you're paid to do. You know, like that's Don't what you guys. Are, that's what you guys do. And I, I get it. Like it's. You know, everything in the world has probably been pitched to Vince, and it's, you know, when you're pitching to the same filter, it's hard. But regardless, um, it did not need to be this confusing. Right. It didn't need to be this uh, complicated yeah. to get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, though, I really think they are going the right direction. I just wonder, like you said just now, with, with Charlotte and Rhonda seemingly being the heel now, and Stephanie, yeah. like, there's, there's, there, like, yeah, I, and then Becky's whole thing was being the anti, you know, like the the, the, the anti-establishment you person. Me. You didn't trust in me. The fans are with me. Now you're taking that away from her. It does make the build towards the main event v- convoluted and less yes. interesting because you really don't. Because Charlotte is less needed now, and yeah. I think Charlotte's great. Um, I also think she's going to help in this match a lot. I don't. I don't think that she's not needed in this match. I think she's going to bring a lot to this match. I think she's going to help it be worthy of main event. But I don't think they're doing any favors creatively by making her the lesser than heel now. Yeah. Like, because she's been killing it as a heel. Mm-hmm. We already had someone to boo. Yeah. I, 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 that, that's my only thing. I think that's a good point you bring up because you've been talking about this for the last few weeks about, like, we need someone to boo. Yeah. Charlotte's who you boo. Charlotte's who you boo. Yeah. Now it's like, well, what's Charlotte's purpose there? Right. You know, is it right. just take the pinfall? If so, that's going to be disappointing. And I wonder if they're going to hurt her in the match against Fastlane and uh, with Becky winning. And then that's how they veer her, keep her out of the triple threat match. But you, I don't think they're taking no, – it's triple threat match. Right. They're not okay. veering away from a triple that's threat fair. match. Unless a but miracle changes. Everything I've heard, they are full steam ahead on the triple threat match. I just don't match. know what Charlotte's done that she's untouchable, that she can win or lose and still be in a, in a title match at WrestleMania. That's so frustrating. What do you mean? Because she lost the Royal Rumble. She doesn't have – she's been like beating Becky up and down the, the, the street. Becky's been beating her up and down the street for the last six months. So where does she get off getting – be getting to be put into a title match. That's what frustrates me. Well, I, she I had it. the match Survivor Series of Ronda, and that, that's where they go. Right, and did win. Yeah, but neither did Ronda. She disqualified. Yeah. Right. And then she had the match with Becky Lynch in that Royal Rumble and lost. So she has not won. Wait, she didn't get it. At Royal Rumble, they were both in the Rumble together. Right. And then who won? Becky, but she didn't. I. She threw Charlotte out. That's my point. I agree that Becky, it's convoluted, but yeah. I understand. I, I don't think that she's undeserving of being in the match. No, I'm not saying she's undeserving. I'm saying narratively, they haven't made her be deserving. That's different. As a talent, she's a thousand percent deserving, of course. That makes sense. And you might be right that she is there to help them both through this whole thing. And That's that really what I think it is because yeah. they, they trust her. She's part of the, the way I, I like the way Cody Rose referred to it recently. She's part of that golden circle of top talent. So yeah, you, you can't you know, deny that. You can't deny Charlotte that. Charlotte is one of the greats already. Uh, in women's wrestling, in wrestling, period. Yeah. One of the greats already. Yes. What I worry about, what they've done with this convoluted, and we have to move on, but we have to wrap up here real soon, but what's bothered me the most, right, about this convoluted way they've gotten to this triple threat match is now, even if Becky wins, it's not going to be the explosion that it was, that it was going to be when they initially had this whole thing come about. You said it last night. The crowd was kind of dead for Becky. Why is that? Because they've creatively taken the power away from her that she had used as this, like, blue-collar groundswell of wrestling fans to be behind her. And by doing that, when she wins, if she wins at WrestleMania, I guarantee you it's not going to be this, like, yeah, great explosion. It's going to be like, all right, she did it. It's not going to be like, yeah. It's not going to be like Daniel Bryan. It's not the Daniel Bryan one. Exactly. And so that that's what I think is 
a shame because Becky earned this shit. She earned this shit, and creatively, they took it away from her. And I'm mad. Well, at I don't think it's fair that they took it away from her because she's well, still going to probably get a huge moment at WrestleMania. We don't know. But, we, yeah, we, but, we, WrestleMania hasn't happened yet, so you can't be preemptively angry over something that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, well, if you watch it long enough, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> you have a terrible feeling in your gut. And so, yeah, that's my point. Oh, uh, yeah. but I will. But I think one of the other problems is that the Twitter stuff is more entertaining than sure. the stuff they've been giving us on TV. And so there's also a disconnect there where right. it's like, we're all into it. And then like creative, like, it's like, all right, cool. Here's our time to chime in with this. And then it's like, well, that kind of right. that cool. Bum, bum, bum. But you know, I, I, I'm interested to see where they go forward with Rhonda being a heel now because yeah. Rhonda being a heel is very interesting to me. I agree. Now she can, now she can have a million now, squash matches. And I don't have a problem with that. And I also think now it's easier to take what they've been doing on Twitter to television because Rhonda can play the same role she's been playing on Twitter, which is kind of the, the heel. more natural role. Yeah. 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 Agreed. All right. Before we wrap up, I want to ask you, Ryan, uh, King, King Kong Bundy passed away, sadly, uh, 61, 61 years old. Let me tell you something. I want to say one last one thing about that. Um, always been a fan of King Kong. He, he, his attack on Hogan, where he made Hogan's uh, stomach come out like this before their match at WrestleMania 2, turned my father off to pro wrestling for the rest of his life because he got physically ill and threw up after the match because of that pain and that whatever they did to make that look that way for Hogan, it upset my father so much. And that made me even more of a fan. So thank you, King Kong Bundy, for doing that. But what a great legacy the man leaves. So many people uh, give him tributes. You, you were quoted a few times on, on some of the articles I read, your tweet about him. Uh, and so so much love given to him. What, what are your thoughts on King Kong before we wrap? I'll be honest with you. I, he, I, I, I was more into King Kong Bonnie from Married with Children because I'm because uh, <laughs> right, right. I was more of like an attitude era guy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like when I started. But my but growing up, I loved Married with Children. My parents right. watched it religiously. Um, so I remember him on there, uh, him wrestling Bud Bundy, yeah. uh, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but I mean, obviously, very legendary wrestling character. Yeah. I mean, he's one of those people that. Uh, that is just, you know, a larger-than-life character mm-hmm. that, that just looked like something that deserved to be on television because yep. he was just like a, a presence, you know? And yep. so, uh, yeah, no, and uh, the five-count thing is a yeah. classic. Right, so. right. As a horseman, I know that. And you go, if, for any of you younger fans like Ryan, go back into the WWE Network and find the stuff. You'll be surprised at how great Bundy was at his promos. Bundy was fantastic with his promos and in his wrestling. For a guy his size, he really had some really some like rough matches and tough matches. You can go see him. You know, big guys like Vader, other guys like him kind of carry that same kind of legacy. Bundy did it the best of them all. I love that about I him. I watched the best promo of his today. It was uh, from WCCW, and it was like him saying that he was on strike from wrestling or something like that. So he was talking about how he was like accepting money uh, for different kind of like hits on wrestling yeah. at the time, kind of so to speak. But it's great because he's doing this whole promo from like the <laughs> tracks next to like a train, yeah. like next train tracks, and he's eating a chicken wing the whole time. And so he's just eating a chicken chicken wing while cutting a promo and, and he's kind of like waving it around like a prop while doing it which is great and then at one point like in the promo like the interviewer I, I, he starts to ask a question and while the guy's asking a question he just takes a big fat bite out of his chicken wing and starts chewing it while listening <laughs> it's the best clip I was cracking up watching that today so yeah R.I.P. King Kong Bundy yeah, R.I.P. definitely alright well thanks everybody for watching this uh, Wrestling Sheet Raw recap been my honor to host it and come back from London to host it with Ryan Satin Ryan where can you where can people find everything you we're doing here ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's where you can find all the stories that we put up at Wrestling Sheet on social media. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where these recaps go. The video of us where we're in this 
fancier studio hopefully more oh. often now uh also you can check out wrestling sheet radio on there where we talk about the top stories of the week uh we also put up a video fun little video of arnold schwarzenegger getting yeah. involved in a wrestling match this weekend fun stuff check out the youtube channel if you're there already watching hello thank you for watching on there i hope you guys dig the set that were the switch to the different set. I haven't heard any complaints about it yet. Right. Um, but while you're there, please subscribe, please comment, please like. All those things help out a lot. Um, it helps spread the word. And also, just share the video if you like it. If this is something you think other friends of yours might dig, you like a um, usually positive spin on things. Not, <laughs> not today on my part. Right. Well, well. Uh, but uh, yeah, please do that. It helps out a lot. And also, if you just want to listen to the audio, you can check us out on the major podcast platforms. Uh, you can check out Spotify. Uh, uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, all, all the popular ones. Check all it out the there, Wrestling Sheet Radio. There you go. You follow Ryan at Ryan Satin. Follow me at The Rogue Says on Twitter and on Instagram. Thanks for all the great messages you guys were sending me while I was overseas waiting for me to come back to do these Raw recaps. It, it's exciting to come back and do these. Tomorrow, we'll come back and do a SmackDown Live recap. If we haven't been kicked off this set, we're definitely going to come back. And do I don't it. know if we're going to sit tomorrow, but yeah. I guess there was already something scheduled for here, but I'm working on it. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right, thanks, everybody. And hopefully, I'll be a little more positive on SmackDown. <laughs> it's SmackDown. You're going to be. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care. ProWrestlingSheet.com Stay little chico, pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.